Robert's voice called strangely thick. Fires blazed in the twin hearths at either end of the bedchamber, filling the room with a sudden red glare. The heat within was suffocating. Robert lay across the canopied bed. At the bedside hovered Grandmaster Pycel, while Lord Renly paced restlessly before the shuttered windows. Servants moved back and forth, feeding logs to the fire and boiling wine. Circe Lannister sat on the edge of the bed beside her husband. Her hair was tousled, as if from sleep, but there was nothing sleepy in her eyes. They followed Ned as Tomard and Kane helped him across the room. He seemed to move very slowly, as if he were still dreaming. The king still wore his boots. Ned could see dried mud and blades of grass clinging to the leather where Robert's feet stuck out beneath the blanket that covered him. A green doublet lay on the floor, slashed open and discarded, the cloth crusted with no! red-blown stains. The room smelled of smoke know, and blood it's and death. Death and death. Oh no, Robert's hurt, everyone. Happy A Wednesday, everybody. Our King Robert, our good king, is suffering a fatal blow to his pelvic region. This is the beginning of the end. Welcome to Game of Bones. Man. We smell of death. It is. It is. It's all happening now. <laughs> By dying. It's all Viserys' fault. He started it. He, uh, he did. look now. That bastard. He died. By dying. Someone poured smelted gold on the crown of his head. He, he opened the box. It opened the box. the box. What it box opened the box. That? Pandora's box of chaos. Don't say its name. Oh, don't say his name. But it's funny though because even Robert mentions Daenerys on his deathbed. You know, he thinks that this is payback for him trying to kill her. I don't know. I think that was one of the more kingly decisions he made. You know, and it's weird that he's going back on one of those few. Kings. I guess it's like a last act of karma. He's like, all right, well, listen, Ned, you're the chief in command. Also. Take that shit back because she shouldn't die. I'm dying anyway, so what do I care? And Varys is like, "Oh, I don't know. Those oh, birds have flown. Varys was I don't, I don't know if we can do that. Chapter. It may be too late. You oh, guys like, know he's got those little little slippers on with the curled <laughs> toes and the bell. Yeah. You know yeah. he does. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. A- which is odd because even with those belled slippers, Ned does not often hear him coming. Well, he just happens to be there. He appears. He apparates. I almost made a joke about, no, you probably wouldn't hear him coming. He's a eunuch. <laughs> that's just below the belt. That is, that is below the yeah, belt. Yeah, that's that's right. low. But uh, there's actually a part in this, this chapter where they're talking about how he walks, and they're saying that he was whispering across the, the, the stone floor. Is that not the most just, I don't even want to say feminine. It's not a feminine thing. It's just, it's just completely... I don't know the word to describe it. Demasculinizing? Yeah, d- yeah, whatever. I didn't pick that up when he was whispering across the stone floor at many he was walking. That's crazy. He's whispering. At least he wasn't prancing. Well, right. <laughs> just imagine his little little ballet slippered feet just know, going. That's ah, what I'm ah, seeing. Ah, just like slipping across the ground. Him and his. He's a questionable man. He's just a questionable man. I love man. him though. Yeah, his, he, his like fake sadness is like the best thing ever. So basically, this is the scene from the TV show. Everyone that's listening. Hi, how are you? Where Robert's laying in bed and he's like, listen, I've killed a few people. I understand what it smells like. That is the smell that is happening now. And I love that he's killed by a boar in the end. Like, it just seems so fitting. Well, I mean, he could take down any man. You know what I mean? I think he says that. He's like, listen, I would stand firm and shoot a spear at many guys waiting till the last moment, but I probably shouldn't have done it to the boar the size of a he's horse. He's so badass as well, because then he's like, oh, well, I'm dying, but at least you get to eat the boar at the feast. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's, the he's like the funeral feast. Exactly. Eat this boar. I don't give a shit if you choke on it. <laughs> Just eat I know, it. That <laughs> Just eat such it. a great quote. Uh, there was a part when he was talking about, when he was talking about, the, uh, about what happened to the boar afterward, and he was like, listen, I made it, 
pay for what it did to me, didn't I? Ask everyone. Ask them. They all saw it. It's just like <laughs> token, like I did something cool. They all like should I believe me. Got him right in the eye. So he pulls right. out his dagger. He stabbed him yeah. right in the eye socket. He, he scrambles the boar's brains around and he kills him. Oh. Ned is woken at the beginning of this chapter in his little slumber and he makes it over there and he sees Robert. And I think that it's less of a big deal to all of us because we've watched the show. Just imagine us guys, if we had been reading this actually along with the Game of Owns podcast before it was a show, it'd probably be called A Game of Owns then. Imagine if we were reading this for the first time and we know all of this is happening. And then all of a sudden, oh shit, Robert's dead too? No, it's quite sudden because the attack happened in the story. It happened two days ago. But it's not like a letter was sent ahead to warn Ned or anything. So really, Ned is woken from bed. Uh, it, you know, it says the king has returned. We're like, oh shit, he's about to tell him about Cersei, all this stuff. No, it turns yeah. out actually he's never going to have that chance because the king is fatally wounded and dying. And it's just like within one page, you've come to the scene of Robert's deathbed wishes. Um, so it is very, it happens very quick. Uh, it's such a fantastic thing about George R. R. Martin's writing is that he sets these up all the time in the books where these these characters, they just have it figured out. They're like, right, I'm going to go do this, I'm going to do this, and then this is going to happen, and then some shit just goes down, and then it all just falls to pieces. Yeah, and, and not only is he woken from slumber, but he's woken from a dream, a dream that he's having about being down in the crypts of Winterfell. Oh, jeez, I wonder if his sister's down there. I wonder if she's asking him to promise her something. Right, and then what happens a couple <laughs> I wonder pages if those, later? I wonder if those words get echoed by Robert in this chapter when oh, he's dying. Oh, wow, would you look oh, at that? <laughs> oh, oh, look at that. Sorry, Promise Micah. Me, Ned. I'm going to apologize on behalf of Eric. <laughs> yeah. Continue, sir. Right. Well, it's okay because you still don't get payoff five books later. Right. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> oh. oh, sorry, Eric. Yeah. And everyone it's like a non-spoiler. Everyone. It's a non. It's 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 a spoiler that says you won't be spoiled. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Exactly. So what it we're is. not really spoiling anything. Yeah. Um, but it's a tough scene, isn't it? Though I mean, you you really feel the connection between the these two people. This is this is like Ned's brother. I mean, it's the equivalent. Maybe he's even closer uh, to to Ned than Benjamin who's gone missing. I mean, these guys grew up together. They're, you know, this is this is a huge hit also for him from a safety standpoint. Now really the one person standing between him and Cersei and the Lannisters has been eliminated. And, you know, say what you will, Robert probably would have been in Ned's corner without any question after he revealed the truth about Joffrey and, and the other kids. Without any question. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Do you want to be Robert, Micah? Let me find it. Yeah, I will. I figured you would. <laughs> <laughs> Micah, Micah, let's just going into this, let's say that this will not impact our friendship in any negative okay. ways. <laughs> uh, Grandmeister Pycelle gave Ned a stricken look as he shuffled from the room. Damn you, Robert. <laughs> Ned said when they were alone. His leg was throbbing so badly he was almost blind with pain. Or perhaps it was grief that fogged his eyes. He lowered himself to the bed beside his friend. Why do you always have to be so headstrong? Oh, fuck you, Ned. <laughs> the king said hoarsely. I killed the bastard, didn't I? A lock of matted black hair fell across his eyes as he glared up at Ned. Ought to do the same for you. Can't leave a man to hunt in peace. <laughs> Sir Robar found me. Gregor's head? Ugly thought. Never told the hound. Let Cersei surprise him. His laugh turned into a grunt as a spasm of pain hit him. <laughs> Gods have mercy. <laughs> Perfect cough. He muttered, <laughs> swallowing his agony. The girl. Daenerys. Only a child. You were right. That's why, 
This is he's like fucking Cal Drogo here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's dying. No. Give him a break. <laughs> no. <laughs> the girl. The gods sent the boar. Sent to punish me. The king <sighs> coughed, bringing up blood. <laughs> wrong. It was wrong. I only a girl. Varys, little finger. Even my brother. Worthless. No one to tell me. No one but you, Ned. Already Only you. He lifts his hand, the gesture pained and feeble. Paper and ink there on the table. Write what I tell you. There is another Skywalker. <laughs> yes. There is another Baratheon. The best Ned part been like, what? about what's coming up is when he's reading off him what to read. Or he's like telling him what to write, right? He's reading off his own titles and he's like, first of his day, King of the Andals. And all the rest, put in the damn titles, you know the rest. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you know how it goes. You know how it goes. You know what all my titles are. Right. He's like sounding honorable, but he's dying. So he's just like, yeah, you fill that in later. There's a key moment where he says that, because we all know, and if you guys are listening and you've never watched the show, he's naming Ned as the regent protector, which basically means he's going to run the kingdom until his son Joffrey is of age. But Ned can't bring it to himself to tell Robert all this new shit he found out because he's dying. And he's like, well, I don't want to make him die knowing that all of his kids aren't really his kids. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so he writes down, well, he scrawls, excuse me, my heir instead of my son Joffrey. So and, sneaky. But Ned doesn't ever lie. I feel like the only time Ned has yeah. ever started using dry humor, like he's cussing, he's 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 saying naughty words, he's making t- jokes that he don't, doesn't normally, and now he's lying. I think it's all leading. He's going to get punished for it. <laughs> you know what Maybe. I'm saying? The other time when he kind of lies is when Robert makes him promise to take care of his kids. Right. And Ned doesn't say anything until he's like, oh, yeah, he has bastards. Okay, I'll protect them. Yeah, Robert, I'll protect your kids. You know what it was about that is that I did not, and I I don't know if you guys, when you talked about Mia Stone, if you actually picked up on this, I totally did not know until just when I read this now that Mia Stone was, um, was Robert's bastard daughter. Like, yeah. I did. It did not occur to me. I must have skipped it the first time I read the book or something. Oh yeah, because you just, weren't on that episode with us, were no, you? No, I didn't. And it was just it. It just all clicked into place for me. And now I'm wondering, is she dead now? Like you know, not too oh. too far ahead, but because they, you know, she went. At, Cersei went after all of Robert's bastards, and we know that uh, Gendry's alive. What about Mia? Well, she doesn't have a place in um in the Eyrie, though. If I'm correct, yeah. aren't, yeah, they, aren't they kind of closed off from the kingdom? You know what I mean? Yeah, kind of, I'm. Just, I just. I hope she's still around because you know, obviously, as you guys know, I love her. Well, for, yeah, she's awesome. Randomly, if we don't know by the fifth book, then I'm just kind of like upset about. This. <laughs> Eric's done. He's like, guys, I'm, I'm fucking done. Like, <laughs> like sixty, well, sixty thousand pages, and we still don't know. Let like, me look, know well, what my stuff's doing. <laughs> but just because they don't mention her doesn't mean that she's not yeah. around. I mean, that's right. why she I'm can. Wondering. She can be right in front of us, just wearing somebody else's face. Exactly. Who knows? Like what? Nicholas Cage, John Travolta. It happens, yeah, guys. Just like that. I watched Grease last night, by the way. Oh, uh, was Nicholas Cage in it? No, but John Travolta was. Wasn't Nicholas Still? Cage pretending to be John Travolta? I think Nicholas Cage was Sandy, just with a mask. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, face off, Game of Thrones. This is all sad. Um, he's signing this letter. He's basically saying, Ned, you're the new guy. What's that like? And he's, you know, he he's having that. This is what I didn't see happening. He's having huge moments of weakness. I feel like probably everyone does when they're in this situation, uh, especially when they're like having a heart-to-heart with one of their biffles. But he's like, Ned, I sucked. I was not a good king, was I? And Ned's like, bullshit, dude. You were fine. You know? 
And but he, what he wants to say is, well, your your kids are gonna suck because they're not even yours. <laughs> but eat the eat the thing, and also make me a promise. And come on, Ned, he says exactly what you were just dreaming. I know. Yes. There's some foreshadowing out the hell. Like I would I would be very unsettled if I lived in this time and in this I- place. I have to kind of agree with Eric on this one. I think George R. R. Martin took it a little too far this time. Like, they promised me, Ned. Maybe it's just because you've pointed it out to me, but now every time I read it, I'm like, we get it. <laughs> He's promised something. Right. And will we ever find out what it is? Because hypothetically, is dead. <laughs> well, what's cool no, is I Robert... Wonder. Robert yeah. says he's going to say hello to Liana for Ned. He says, I'll, I'll give all your love to Liana, by the way. And he holds on to that hope throughout this chapter. Like there, he, mm-hmm. there, There's that one thing that he tries to convince himself could possibly happen is that Robert can live. Because once he leaves that room and once you know Robert is left essentially to die, he fucks up so many times. Yep. It's like he fucks up with Varys. He fucks up with Renly. He fucks up with Littlefinger. It's like three people straight in a row. Yep. He just doesn't get it. Yep. Like, and and that's that's what ultimately leads to his demise. He calls everyone back into the room, and he's basically making Renly and Grandmaster Pycelle stand there and watch him press the seal on the letter, which is something we did not get in the show. I feel as if Renly were there and Pycelle were there when he was like pressing the letter about him being the regent. Don't you guys think that Cersei could have like ripped it up? less when i was watching the show i was thinking wait nobody witnessed this ned could have just forged this entire thing like he could also put a seal on himself they're so they're such sneaky bastards though like they're not gonna they're not gonna say anything you know rinley's gonna take off and pycelle is an idiot so i don't even think it matters that they witness it you know there's no honorable this is a problem this is there's no honorable men at all in when in this kingdom and there are no cctv surveillance so you know, it ha- pictures or didn't happen. I mean, right. You know? Well, the Reddit crowd would be happy to know that uh, they did troll and they did leave. And it's and it's kind of <laughs> sad. But seriously, when I saw this happen, I if I would have been reading this first, I would have been like, OK, he had to witness. This is all going to be good. But in the show, I immediately thought, well, this isn't going to work. No one saw this happen. No one's going to believe it. Yeah. Uh, and I would argue the only other honorable person that's in. King's Landing potentially is Barristan the Bold, and you see that oh, as much yeah. in this chapter because he feels like he failed King Robert. You guys don't think that Renly is honorable? I thought Renly was fine in this chapter. I mean, he, I do. Yeah, he definitely appeals point. to Ned. He's honorable, but he's also, I mean, not to the level that Ned is. He's smart. I would say. I would say that. But I do think that so that that he is he's more self-preserving. Well, he did, he immediately pitches to to Ned a plan. When Ned walks out of the death chamber, he's like, Ned, my brother's dying. We both know the truth about the Lannisters and about the kids, and they're not actually being kings and shit. Here's what we got to do. You take my men, you do this. And it's like a strategical plan. He's like, what do you think, Ned? And Ned's like, meh, nah, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just go talk to Littlefinger. He owns a brothel. He's, he's a legit guy. <laughs> oh, God. But do you think he got it from Varys? I mean, Varys is sitting there saying, oh, such a dutiful boy. You know, he, he, nothing the Lannister wouldn't do for his family. Uh, he did a great job refilling uh, the, the king's flask for the entire time he was out hunting. You know, the wine. The wine. Uh, By the way, about, Ned, the Lancel? wine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's trying to make it clear to Ned. Us as the reader, we get that Varys is there. Yeah, he's like such a dutiful boy. Oh, my God. To make certain his grace did not lack for refreshment. By the way, the wine, Ned. Yeah, the, the Ned. The Ned. The wine. <laughs> the Ned. He was hunting 
with wineskins. Let's get real here. You know what I'm saying? But isn't Lan- Lancel such a gamble? I mean, this kid, yeah, maybe he can spike the wine. Let's say Robert comes back fully intact. Well, what happens then? John Aaron. Mm. Uh, you know, it's just, it's such a huge risk to take on the part of Cersei, right? I mean, or whoever is responsible for it. You're right. If he weren't, in fact, dying, then Ned would have told him about his kids. Right. So was any could anybody else have been in on it But just besides Lancel that was part of this? I think that they were all in on it. Pycelle. Even the boar. The they paid the, the boar a lot of money to make. <laughs> the boar is like, man, I charge for every appearance. And if they're going to make action figures out of me, I need that. That's a separate contract. And they, they had to work it out. They had lawyers working day and night to get the boar to make an appearance in those woods that day. Oh, I love this little thing on 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 Varys. It's not. I doubt this is anyone's own because there were a lot of great stuff in this. But um, Varys said something about having been young and innocent, and, and Ned thought certainly Varys had once been young. Ned doubted that he had ever been innocent. I that was great. <laughs> Did you guys not thought, think it was weird when he was like, "Oh, I know Lancel very well." I was thinking, "Yeah, you do." <laughs> Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, Lancel. Yeah, he's a man whore. Not even just a man whore. I think he's also playing the game just as strong as Varys. Well, I don't know though. But in the show, he's meant to be like twelve. Oh, in the in the book, sorry. It's never too young. That is true. That is true. Didn't stop Cersei. Yeah, right. But do you think Ned gets it? I mean, surely he's not that shallow that what Varys is trying to imply to him, because he he even remembers how Robert treated Lancel and the other squire. But is that enough to kill a king? Micah, we are inside Ned's head in this chapter, and Martin would have seriously wrote it if he thought it. Ned has no clue. Like, he's totally blind to the entire thing. He's going to need Varys to literally be like, Ned, <laughs> Lancel got him drunk just in case he might get in an accident. He was told to just keep giving him wine. You know what right. I mean? Someone was like, make sure that the king gets plenty of drink. <laughs> make sure you keep filling his wine skin a lot. You know, no one was like, hey, Lancel, we're trying to kill the king. You know what I mean? But he definitely, when he heard the directions, he definitely thought it was fishy, but he listened anyway. Right. So he has this conversation with Renly, right? And things don't really go that well. He basically tells Renly, take your men and go back to wherever it is that you came from. Not as many words, but that's what Renly ends up doing anyway. Uh, I, I thought, again, like such a stupid move on his part. Like Renly's offering right here and now to go after the Lannisters. And yeah. Ned just doesn't get it again. He, he says he can have a hundred swords in Ned's hand in an hour. Like, what? Who wouldn't take that? That's more swords than I have. That's about a hundred more swords than I have. Exactly in my hand right now. Right. That I will in an hour. And the thing of it is, is that you know Ned doesn't want to spend Robert's potentially last few hours spilling blood in his halls. Yada 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 yada. But the thing is, you were talking about his hope. That Robert is still alive, he also allows himself to hope that Cersei, once she took leave, is actually fleeing with her children from King's At Landing. At this point, were any of you guys just kind of like annoyed with Ned? Absolutely. To the point of just stop it. I mean, Absolutely. at that point, I, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not upset by what happens, but at that point, I was like, you know, you're bringing this on yourself. Well, right. I was idiot. very upset with what happened. I still am. Um, yep. I just think that he's. I mean, Rinley is a seriously stand-up dude, and he's coming to you, having his brother dying literally in the next room. All right, he's not the Stannis of the family. Like he hangs out with his brother all the time, and we mm-hmm. all know how much Ned likes Rinley. And Rinley's coming at him, and he's not saying, "Ned, I should be the king because those kids are bastards." He's saying, "Ned, you're the region. I get it. Here's what we got to do." Mm-hmm. 
Right. He's totally honorable, and he's literally talking about capturing people. He's not talking about murdering kids or murdering anyone. He's just saying you need to take physical claim because that piece of paper is not going to mean anything to these people. Yeah, and it's almost because Ned screws up with Renly that he tries so hard with Littlefinger. Right. You know, and 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 it's it's weird because even in his conversation with Littlefinger, Ned hits a wall where he can't physically or vocally ask for what he wants. Um, you know, from Littlefinger, which is to buy, I wanted to say buy Congress, but to buy the, uh, <laughs> you know, the kid, the King's guard, um, you know, essentially, um, and, 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 you know, Baelish, uh, toys with him and, you know, um, insults it him. It was and so like, sweet. It was in that couple of pages, you realize that Ned has no clue what is going on. I mean, Littlefinger basically says, man. You're not playing this game at all. Like you just see Littlefinger presented in such a way, right? That yeah, yeah. How much is he thinking through? He, he's like, you can either have column A where this, this, and this happens, or you can have column B where this, this, and this happens. And they're playing the game at just such another level. I know Ned doesn't want to be involved at all. He's dreaming of going back to Winterfell, all this other shit. But he's in King's Landing. He's involved, but he's just he just doesn't get it. Like and and I get that's why Martin got rid of him, but it's just such another level that Littlefinger's playing at. Lord Peter was clad in a blue velvet tunic with puffed sleeves, his silvery cape patterned with mockingbirds. I suppose congratulations are in order, he said as he seated himself. Ned scowled. The king lies wounded and near to death. <laughs> I know. I also know that Robert has named you Protector of the Realm. Ned's eyes flicked to the king's letter on the table beside him. It's seal unbroken. And how is it you, you know that, my lord? <laughs> Varys hinted as much, and you have just confirmed it. Ned's mouth twisted in anger. Damn Varys and his little birds. <laughs> Catelyn spoke truly. The man has some black arts. I do not trust him. Excellent. You're learning. <laughs> Littlefinger leaned forward. Yet I'll wager you did not drag me here in the black of night to discuss the eunuch. No. <laughs> Ned no. I know the secret John Aaron was murdered to protect. Robert will leave no trueborn son behind him. Robert, Ro Joffrey and Tommen are Jamie Lannister's bastards, born of his incestuous union with the queen. Littlefinger lifted an eyebrow. Shocking. <laughs> he said in a tone that suggested he was not shocked at all. The girl as well? No doubt. So, when the king dies... The throne by rights passes to John Stannis, to Lord Stannis, the <laughs> elder of Lord Robert's two brothers. Lord Peter stroked his pointed beard as he considered the matter. So it would seem. Unless... Unless, my lord? There is no seeming to this. Stannis is the heir. Nothing can change that. Stannis cannot take the throne without your help. If you are wise, you'll make certain Joffrey succeeds. Ned gave him a stony stare. Have you no shred of honor? Oh, <laughs> a shred, surely. Uh, hear me out. Stannis is no friend of yours, nor of mine. Even his brothers can scarcely stomach him. The man is iron, hard, and unyielding. He'll give us a new hand and a new council, for certainty. No doubt he'll thank you for handing him the crown, but he won't love you for it. And his ascent will mean war. Stannis cannot rest easy on the throne until Cersei and her bastards are dead. Do you think that Lord Tywin will sit idly while his daughter's head is measured for a spike? Casterly Rock will rise, and not alone. 
Robert found it in him to pardon men who served King Eris, so long as they did him fealty. Stannis is less forgiving. He will not have forgotten the siege of Storm's End, and the lords Tyrrell and Redwine dare not. Every man who fought beneath the dragon on Banner or Rose with Bale and Greyjoy will have good cause to fear. Seat Stannis on the Iron Throne, and I promise you, the realm will bleed. Ooh. I'm sorry, just to cut in, is, is anyone else right now thinking... Gondor will answer. <laughs> Gondor calls for aid. <laughs> and I'm sorry for making Ned Scottish. I felt like it was appropriate. <laughs> oh, it is, it is appropriate. The mean bean speaks all. <laughs> now look at the other side of the coin. Joffrey is but twelve, and Robert gave you the regency, my lord. You are the hand of the king and the protector of the realm. The power is yours, Lord Stark. All you need to do is reach out and take it. Make your peace with the Lannisters. Release the imp. Wed Joffrey to your Sansa. Wed your younger girl to Prince Tommen, and your heir to Myrcella. It will be four years before Joffrey comes of age. By then, he will look to you as a second father. And, if not, well, four years is a good long while, my lord, long enough to dispose of Lord Stannis. Then, should Joffrey prove troublesome, we can reveal his little secret and put Lord Renly to the throne. See, this is a great plan, isn't it? Yeah. It's not bad, except the disposing of Lord Stannis part. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, it's just, I mean, yeah, I guess, but it's just, it, it's a its a really thought out, really s slick plan, and it's a nice contrast to Renly's as well, which was kind of like, let's just face him head on and see what happens, you know? Right. The best part of this entire plan is Ned's like, eh, listen, Littlefinger, you talk really well. You speak real well, sir. But, uh, what happens? This is against the rules. And he goes, oh, it's only against the rules if we lose. If you get caught. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so obviously Ned's not going to buy this, obviously. But that was yeah. uh, such an, a, a, a brilliant exchange of words, though, because I believe in this moment, it's the perfect example of someone just speaking words around another person. Mm. Because Ned's yeah. just sitting there and he's like, I didn't think of any of this. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't think this way. He That's what makes us kind of sympathetic to Ned is that he doesn't have the capacity to really think like this. Of his own volition, you know, he understands it when Renly or when um, Baelish points it out, but he's just not that kind of guy normally to have hatched just, this plan. It just shows you how tactical Baelish is, you know, and, and again, it, it goes back to what I was saying before about the level the game is being played at. You know, you ha I think you could break it down into different tiers, you know, and, and put people into those different tiers as to how well they're playing the game at this point. So what well, we can discern now the chapter's coming to a close bad things are happening ned still sincerely believes that cersei is just going to leave and there are people that are trying to coax ned toward the seat of power that they all know he could be a strong ally for each of them it's like there are so many people depending on ned to do the right thing here and the right thing may not be the perfectly rules begotten thing but the right thing is to break the rules yay Hermione would be proud. Yeah. It is. At this point, I think he's got to look to do not necessarily what's honorable, but what's in his best interest. And really, the only thing that he does that's smart towards the end of this chapter is he gives the letter telling the truth about Joffrey and, and the rest of Cersei and Jaime's children to one of his guys who are going to sail by Dragonstone when they go back up to Winterfell. And what do you gain, though, from telling Stannis at this point? You need to tell more than that. And and Stannis says as much. I think you brought it up on one of the shows last week, Zach. You know, we see it in season two where Stannis says, I'm not going to make the same mistake as Ned Stark and tell one person. I'm going to tell everybody. Right. I think that Ned just feels like 
Stannis and him are like two peas in a pod, you know? Like, he is surrounded by all these idiots who are untrustworthy and just stupid, and Stannis is like the only person in the world who will understand him. Ned cares so much about his reputation. You guys ever notice that? Yeah. His, his honor is great and whatever, but he really wants Robert's older brother to like him. Like, mm-hmm. he, like Stannis, I, I'm sending you this letter because what's happening sucks, and I really do believe that you're the king. So I'm going to w- wait around. I'm going to be regent for a few weeks. And then when you get here, you're going to be the king from now on. So yeah, how does that Yeah, it's like, sound? you know, when you're younger and you go to your friend's house and they have like an older brother or sister and you're like dying to impress them. I feel right. like that's the same thing. Exactly. It's just, uh, it, it's it's a bad situation because we can keep saying that Ned was trying to do the right thing and he was trying to be honorable. But I think that protecting the people around you is more of an honorable thing than saving face and assuming that what you're doing is the right thing to do. Because that's, you know, he, that's he, his downfall, though. he tries so much to be selfless, but in doing so, he's literally screwing up the lives of his daughters and of everyone else. Mm. <laughs> this is fatal flaw. I mean, he's not perfect. He's pretty annoying sometimes. Right. He's <laughs> really good at sword fighting. Like, Ned he Stark is. is literally one of the best in the realm. So, there's that. Too bad he'll get to... Uh, yeah, I think he's done sword fighting. Fight for his life, yeah. So I'm going to give my own of the week to Varys' slippers. Um, <laughs> oh. Everyone's ears. He's whispering silently. He's whispering. I'm going to give my own to George R. R. Martin as well, because I've heard of a lot of adjectives and a lot of progressive ones that denote action. But for the love of, of stuff, George, that is hilariously <laughs> good. He's whispering across the ground. I don't think a ghost whispers even. So you win this round, sir. Well played. I had a quote from Littlefinger that I'm almost like you guys, surely you guys must have this one as well. It was uh, one of the most perfect lines he's ever said. Um, It's basically talking about what we were saying about Ned all along, how his honor um, is just, it's too much. He said, you wear your honor like a suit of armor, Stark. You think it keeps you safe, but all it does is weigh you down and make it hard for you to move. And it's so true. It's exactly what Ned's, the entirety of Ned's character summed up in those lines. I love it. And we all know what Bronn can do to heavy armor. Yep. I'm giving my own of the week to Renly. Um, it's, this is during his conversation with Ned. And uh, Ned says, Then we should pray that Robert does not die. Small chance of that, said Renly. Ned says, Sometimes the gods are merciful. And Renly says, The Lannisters are not. Oh. Yeah. He's oh. got his eye on the ball. Yeah, he does. Both, Both of them. Of them. <laughs> <laughs> that was an own. Unintended. Oh, Micah. I think we said that at the same time. Yep. Minus Skype lag. Yep. <laughs> okay, well, if you would like to illustrate your own worthy sentiments that came from this episode, or perhaps episodes past, you may do that by tweeting us. At Game of Owns. Yeah, I mean, if Robert did have to say promise me, Ned, at least he said it like this, which is my own. Serve the boar at my funeral feast. Apple in his mouth. Skin seared crisp. Eat the bastard. Don't care if you choke on him. Promise me, Ned. (laughs) I love it. That was on my list as well. If you wish to send us an email, we do check our email. Uh, You can do so at the address contact at gameofowns.com. And you can visit hypeable.com. (laughs) <laughs> just if you're shooting the shit and you're sitting in your web browser and there's a blinking cursor and you don't know where yeah, to go go for it go, go to, to hypeable get entertained there it's are great. endless wells of replenishable artesian water that are delicious to drink 
And even logos that change for the holidays. What could you ask for? That's a turkey. What more I'm, could you want? What more could you ask for? Selena, is there a crystal uh, geyser fandom over at Hypable for crystal geyser water? <laughs> I think you mean no. geyser, Eric. <laughs> yeah. You want to cover the geyser fandom Because I'm, I'm crystal geyser's biggest fan. You guys should definitely okay. check out Hypable.com, though. I think that the battleships are drawing to oh, a close soon, right, Selena? They are. There's so few that we're... we're <laughs> um, we're at the semi-finals now. We've got a, a poll today, which is a Curtin Blaine from Glee versus Dean and Castiel from Supernatural. They'll be battling... Oh, Clayne and Delena? Um, Clayne and Delena, I oh, know. And God. they'll be battling either Rose and the Tenth Doctor or Elena and Damon um, for the f- big final. It's huge! It's I, I hate that since wow. it started, I've become such a like giant shipper and I never really worked for it. So <laughs> I'm like, please end this so I can be normal again. Not that that's not normal. Yeah, and uh, of course, uh, you can rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, Nothing less than five stars is acceptable. Uh, We do uh, appreciate your feedback. It's always constructive. We do like to read some of those reviews on the show. And uh, this week, uh, if you do not give us five stars, you will have to play Lord Peter Baelish in a game of Risk. And you'll have to beat him. Because I think Baelish is the kind of guy that you, know, you don't want to go up against him in any sort of tactical uh, situation. Do you agree? You guys agree with that? Yes. <laughs> Agreed. And, and not only do you have to beat him, well, I mean, look what happens if you don't. Um, you have to spend the night in Varys' bedchamber, and I'll just leave that to oh, what might happen. No. With yeah. him only wearing his slippers. You know, Varys is the kind of guy to make you drinks all night when you're playing Risk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Eric Skull. I'm Selena Logan. I'm Zach. And I'm Micah. Stay gooey.